Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of Samuel, that's Shmuel Bet. We are in the middle of chapter 15, that's Perak Tetvav. We are up to verse 19, Pasuk Yud Tet. And we have just read of David's decision to evacuate his, his uh, supporters from the city of Jerusalem in order to save this city from inevitable warfare and destruction when Avshalom and his supporters come to attack the king and um, take over the kingdom from his father, David. So uh, at, we just finished reading in the last verse that they stopped at as they were leaving the city at the last uh, building, the last home on the outskirts of the city before they actually left the city. And they're there now, and we had read of David and his supporters, his top-level troops that were loyal to him, plus the 600 Git- Gittites. Um, <coughs> these are the, um, the Philistine uh, people from Gat who were David's supporters. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so in verse 19 begins, Vayomer HaMelech El Itai Hagiti. The king said to Itai the Gittite, Itai is one of these Philistine supporters of David. Presumably, he was probably the leader of the group. So he say, says to him, Loma Why are you coming with us? We're running, right? You came to support us while I was sitting on the throne, I understand. But now I'm running. Why are you coming with me? And and Gam right, right? Why are you also coming with us? It's one thing, my supporters, but you guys, Peshev Im HaMelech, right? Um, go back and stay with the king. And he's staying here. Go back and stay with the new king. It's, it's fascinating how David says this, knowing that when Absalom comes into Jerusalem, he's going to set himself up as the new king. So you are here, I understand, when you're here to support the king, so go stay with the new king. King Nachriyata, you are a foreigner. You're not one of the Israelites. This is not your fight. Why should you get involved in the civil war on my side when I'm apparently losing? You can also um, uh, go back to your place. Another way of interpreting is that you are also a refugee from your place. So you're a foreigner, you're a refugee. Go to where the strength is. Go to where the power is. Stick with the king that's coming in. You just came yesterday. Now, obviously, this doesn't mean literally yesterday, but it means you recently came and joined us, presumably when I was strong. And now I'm going to make you wander about, to wander around as a refugee. You just got here as a refugee from your place. I'm going wherever I'm going. I don't, know, I don't even know where I'm going, David says. I don't know where this is going to end. I don't know if this is ever going to end. I might be running for the rest of my life from Avshalom. And you're just going to keep hanging with me. Go back and take your people with you um, and, and, and be, be kind and true to them. So apparently this, this does verify that Itai was indeed an influential leader of this group of 600 Gittites or Philistines. And, and he's telling him, go take your people. They're looking up to you. Keep them safe. Don't want make them into a bunch of refugees. And Itai answered the king. So now the verse calls David the king. Because from the perspective of the verse, of the, of the, of the writer of the, of the words here, David is the legitimate king. So Itai says to David, Vayomar, and he says, Chai Adonai, by life, by the Lord's life, by the Lord of, as, as God lives, in other words. Vachai Adonai 
and and by as 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 the King David, my master, lives, ki bimkom asher wherever place you, uh, my master, will be whether that's going to bring about our death or our life, that is the place where your servant will remain. He swore his loyalty to David. So this, uh, the, this person from Gat and the men that followed him remembered the long history of David and knew to David was more than what he is, seems to be now, a refugee fleeing, a desperate refugee fleeing from his son, but that David had the special qualities that make him the legitimate king. And David says again, um, and David says to Itai, he says, go ahead and pass in front of me, right? And Itai, the Giti, and all of his men, and the, the, the children that were with them, marched ahead of David to lead the party of David out into the wilderness. And the entire land, the people of Jerusalem, remember as we said, the people of Jerusalem are, are still loyal to David. They're crying in a loud voice. And everyone is passing by. So this entire crowd of people that's going out with David into, into, as refugees are, are, are passing in front of David. And the king then crossed over Nachal Kidron, um, uh, the valley that is to the, um, I think it's the northeast of Jerusalem, um, and um, and uh, so he had to cross the Nachal, the, the Wadi, the the riverbed. And the entire group of people, the entire crowd, uh, and the and the soldiers passed. In the uh, on the road toward that goes out into the Judean desert, and if you one imagines this scene when one is standing uh, near the Temple Mount and looking out over the Kidron Valley towards Harazetim, towards the Mount of Olives, one will can imagine this this entire entourage of people running as refugees from the coming invasion of Avshalom and his forces. In addition, Tzadok, who is the Kohen, who is the high <laughs> the priest, <coughs> and together with him were all of the Leviim, all of the Levites. They are carrying the Ark of the Covenant of God. And they uh, put down the Ark of God so that the people passed in front of it with the intention, presumably, of bringing the Ark out with David. And this was the habit of the people until now when the king went out, whether it was usually to war, but when the king went out, the ark went with him as a symbol of God and to protect and, and to protect the people. And we saw before how people made the mistake, especially King Saul, of thinking that the ark had some magical power that it gave the people protection. And we're going to see, David is going to teach us a very different lesson in just a moment. Vayal Eviatar and Eviatar, right? That's David's high priest. Um, uh, it came up. Until everyone that was leaving passed from the city, has left the city. So the enti- this entire entourage left the city, and Eviatar followed them at the end. And the king said to Tzadok, presumably the king also stopped and waited as everyone passed by. So he said, Return the ark of God to the city. 
should I, I hope, it literally it means if I shall find, in other words, hope, I hope that I shall find favor in the eyes of God. Vehashivani, and he will return me. Vehirani otovi at naveyu, and he will be able to let me see the ark again and its place, its place where it resides. <coughs> this is remarkable. Saul would have said something very different. He would, have, he would have brought the ark along for protection, as if it provided protection. David is saying, <coughs> it is me. I have to find favor with God in order for me to come back to Jerusalem. It's my behavior that matters. It's what I do. It's my decisions. It's how I act that will affect the outcome as to whether or not I come back. It's not the magical ark. This is a crucial, crucial, this is, this is often overlooked, but it's one of the most important points in the development of the theology that is the basis of Judaism and the basis of monotheism. And that is, is that there is no magical ark that's going to provide protection. But it is the person's behavior. It is I that have to find favor with God based on what I do. And then I will be able to come back and see the ark. And the ark then will be an expression of my relationship to God. It may help me and aid me create and, and to, to deepen and create my connection with God. That will happen upon my return. That is the point of the ark. Not to save me. Only I and my behavior can save me. This is extremely important and indicative of David and why he was chosen to be the king. But if he, God, should say, I don't want you, I'm not interested in you. Remember, this is David speaking in his humility, understanding that he was a sinner, he was a grave sinner, and knowing very well that that is what led to this disaster. And if God decides that this should be my fate, that my fate should be that I will die at the hands of my son, <coughs> then he will do to me that which he wants. In other words, it is God's decision to decide the justice. God will decide whether I should survive or not survive. God will decide whether or not I come back to Jerusalem. So therefore, the king said to Tzadok, the, the priest, <coughs> meaning, do you see? And the seeing is important here. It means, do you understand? Right? Go back to the city in peace. <coughs> <coughs> and Achimatz, your son, and Yehonatan, the son of Eviatar, those are your two sons, right? Um, I'm sorry. Um, uh, 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 the, the, the two sons of of the two of you, right? Achimatz, your son, and Yonatan, the son of Eviatar, who's the other Kohen, the Kohen Gadol, right? They should go back with you. So he tells Sadok, you go back, and the Achimatz and Yonatan should go back. Ru'u anochim mitmamea ba'arvot hamidbar. Look, watch. I am going to um, wait around a little bit. I'm going to delay. <coughs> Instead of running directly into the wilderness right now, I'm going to wait around the Arot Hamidbar and the, in the, um, I see some translations in the steps of the wilderness, if, in the hills, the low hills that lead into Midbar Yehuda, the Judean desert. <coughs> Until you come and tell me what's going on, right? So in other words, you go back and I'm going to wait here until you come back and bring the news. 
Vayashev Tzadok Veviatar Daron Alem Yerushalayim Vayeshu Sham. And Sadok and Aviatar brought the Ark of God back to Jerusalem, and they remained there. <coughs> this symbol of bringing the Ark back to Jerusalem is crucial, and I explained why before, but more so, it's David saving the city and not himself. It's David acting as a king, understanding that Jerusalem has now become the capital city. The image of the capital city in ruins is one that David absolutely wants to make sure never occurs. And David understands that it's much more important to bring about uh, the safety of the city and, the, and its symbols of greatness, of which the Ark is, of course, the greatest and highest one of those symbols. That belongs in the city. So it's not me that's important, David is saying, but the capital city of the Jewish people that's important. The, 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 um, and this is an incredible act of humility that it's hard to imagine some of the other kings which we've read about until now and some other kings which we're going to read back out about from here on in would act in such a way. But David And David went up on the slope up the Mount of Olives. Um, as he was going, he was crying. And his head was... was um, covered and he was going barefoot and all of the people that were with him they covered their heads they were going up crying and crying because they were leaving as refugees so the um, David said um, uh, David was told uh, by one of the spies that he that was loyal to him, that because uh, people were coming to David, giving him reports, um, as we saw, he just sent some active spies, the two sons Achimatz and Yonatan and Sadok the Kohen, Achitofel Bakoshrim Imav Shalom. That Achitofel, your trusted advisor, is one of the conspirators, and he is on Avshalom's side. Vayomer David, and David said. Um, and this was a prayer that he turned to God. God, twist around or mess up Achitofel's advice. Achitofel is apparently a very wise person, and David respected his advice very much. And having him advise uh, Avshalom was, was scary to David because that would give uh, a, a Avshalom a tremendous advantage. And David prays to God that God... Um, mess up his advice so they shouldn't give good advice why he david bought a rosh and when david came to the top of the mountain the mountain where people would bow to god uh nowadays from the top of mount of olives one sees directly into the temple mount <coughs> um whether or not this is a, a already a practice before the actual temple was in place or whether or not this was referring to the fact that the top of the mountain was a place of worship either to God or to other idols is unclear, but clearly this is, uh, the top of the mountain was already a place of worship. <laughs> and Chushai the Arki was coming to greet him. His robe was torn and there was earth on his head in, in a symbol of mourning. Chushai Arki is a supporter of David, and he comes to greet him, Vayormelo David, and uh, David said to him, 
Im avarta iti, if you do march with me, v'hayisa alai limasa, you will become a burden to me. Um, so I don't need more people wandering out with me. V'im ha'ir tashuv, but however, if you go back to the city, now remember, Achimat and Yehonatan and Tzadok went back to the city of Jerusalem and stayed there. But they were known to be David's supporters. Hushai Arki is convenient because he has demonstrated himself in this juncture to be a supporter of David. However, it is not yet known if he's a supporter of David to the public. So therefore, <coughs> if you go back to Jerusalem, Right and right, and you tell Avshalom that you are his servant. Ani Hamelach Eheyeh. Right, Avdecha Ani Hamelach Eheyeh. I'm sorry, I have to read that phrase in complete uh, uh, together. That I will be your servant, the king to the king. Eved Avicha Vaani Meoz. I was a servant of your fathers before. Vaato Vaani Avdecha. But now. I will be your servant. Then you can be there. <coughs> you can be my plant. After having told Avshalom falsely that you are loyal to him, you could remain loyal to me, and then you can carry out, uh, uh, you can mess up the wise words of Achitofel. So I want to point out that when David turned and prayed to God before in the end of the two verses ago, and prayed to God, God, please mess up Achitofel's advice, right? <coughs> There's many ways of understanding this. Um, if one understands uh, this in a sense of petitionary prayer, David turned to God and asked, and then he was answered by Hushai Ho'arki showing up all of a sudden and giving David a way to, um, to mess up Achitofel's advice. One can look at this in a different light as well. And when David turned and said and prayed, please mess up Achitofel's advice, it doesn't say even that he prayed to God. We made that assumption. This verse doesn't say that. Point being, David prayed, but the kind of prayer, the meaning of prayer is to inspire one to act and do, right? David said, please mess up Achitofel's advice. And then immediately he, he had the strength and the wisdom to do the preparations necessary and make the decisions necessary to protect himself and his kingdom by finding and setting up a spy. So as soon as he saw Hushai Arki, he immediately realized, oh, now I have a good plan. Vahalo, <coughs> and by the way, Im I'm together with you, is Tzadok v'Avyatar HaKohanim, Tzadok and Avyatar, and of course they're two sons as well, but David doesn't mention them right here in this verse. <coughs> <coughs> and everything you hear going on in the king's house, you can tell it over to them. So they will be your method of communication, and then they'll be able to come back out. Remember, David had sent them back with the ark, saying, set up the ark, stay there, so that you can be carriers of news to me. So now David has an entire spy network set up so that he can spy on Avshalom, so that he can know what's going on and take whatever action deemed necessary. And together with them are their two sons, David says. No, their two fathers and their two sons, Achimatz, Litzadok. Achimatz is Tzadok's son, Vionatan, Leviatar, and Yonatan is Leviatar's son. 
son and through them you can send any news that you hear that you feel that that's useful for me to know and Chushai David's friend then went into the city at about this time Avshalom arrived in Jerusalem so here you have David and his camp at the top of Mount Olives from which you can see Jerusalem of David's day. You can look straight down and see it. If anyone's ever visited the area, you'll, you can imagine it in your mind right now. At the same time Avshalom is entering the city, David is at the top of Mount Olives talking to Hushai. But if, as soon as Avshalom is coming in, if David were to continue to travel to the east, he would immediately be out of the sights of Avshalom. That concludes chapter 15. Thank you so much for studying chapter 15 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 16 and, of course, the rest of this entire book of Shmuel together.